Hello and welcome to Penalty on the Podcast, or the weekly USFL predicting podcast. This week, predicting the playoff semifinals for the 2023 USFL season. It's going to be interesting. The North, all new teams in the playoffs. And so, get to that in a minute after these messages. So, if you're new to the show... Uh, the way this works is I'm going to look at last week's Slater games and talk about each game. And then look at this upcoming week's Slater games and talk about each game and give predictions for score and outcome. And give predictions for player performances. And so I need to clarify that this is not gambling advice and I really mean that. And I'm not responsible for money that was lost gambling on things said in this podcast. Um, Also, this podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. Uh, The links to all those are in the description. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. It costs nothing. Takes about a second. And you can always undo it if you change your mind later. This podcast is currently unsponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. And make sure to ding that bell or subscribe or follow or do whatever on whatever platform you're on to never miss an episode. And so, let's get on with the show. Pittsburgh Maulers at New Jersey Generals. I was surprised. I thought the Generals would win. The Maulers... Started off okay, then lost a bunch straight, and they were like 2-6, and six, and then they won their last two games. So, but they are in the playoffs right now, and because of their win against... They started off promising, but they dropped off, then they came back. Their win against uh, the the Generals, they solidified their spot in the playoffs. Both teams in the playoffs have losing seasons at 4-6. and six. The Panthers, same, similar kind of story there, beat the Stars 23-20 in a tense comeback win to advance to the playoffs. And so, but they still have a 4-6 and six losing record. They, they won two to start the season off, lost six straight, and then won the last two. And so, but the Maulers beat the Generals. Surprising, but... You know, it happens. And the Maulers have one of the best defenses in the league, and they're looking like they can do well. Stallions beat the Showboats. Come, a little comeback win to uh, solidify the top spot in the league. New Orleans Breakers beat the Gamblers, as expected. Stars lost to the Panthers in a good game. It's very interesting how 
the worst team in the South Division is one game better than the best team in the North. The South is obviously much more competitive. So for the Panthers and Maulers, this is very interesting. Of course, the Panthers rely on Reggie Corbin and Stevie Scott, their run game, and they aren't bad at their passing game, but they're not good. They started off with Josh Love but in the season, but they did last game with E.J. Perry, who played all right. He did not, you know, he did not tear the game apart, but he was good, and with them, with the Panthers, they have Trey Quinn, Marcus Sims, that wide receiver, and Marcus Sims is the best, had the best special teams game. He had, I think, a punt for a touchdown or something like that. He had over 100 punt return yards. He had over, he blocked a punt. They, the Panthers, had a very good special teams game against the Stars. Yeah, he blocked a punt, which ended up going for a touchdown. And actually, another interesting thing about it is the return yards for both returners and the adding punt and kick return yards uh, beats the total yards of the offense. No kidding. It is crazy about this, about how they did that. And apparently there weren't any kick return or punt return TDs, but Marcus Sims really tore that game up. And the Maulers have a great defense, a great defensive line, good pressure. They're coming off of a pretty good win over the Generals. And, yeah, their defense is just one, probably the best in the league with everything. And then Isaiah Henney is a really fast wide receiver. Troy William is finally becoming good. And they're really starting to take off. And so this will be, I think, a hard-fought, a very close game. I think think it'll be 24-21 for the Panthers, though. I think Reggie Corbin will rush for a touchdown, and EJ Perry will throw two touchdowns. I predict that Isaiah Henney catches two touchdowns. He's he's very good, and he's incredibly fast, too. And, yeah, I predict Troy Williams throws the two touchdowns. And... 
for the running backs, they have uh, Dwayne Gray, Garrett Groshek, and Madre Lund London. And I think Groshek is the starter. I predict he'll rush for one touchdown. I think it'll be 24-21 Panthers. Breakers at Stallions. I don't have a doubt that it's the Stallions winning this. They were the best. They're the best team in the league two years in a row. Their coach is coach of the year. Alex McGoo leads the league in passing touchdowns. And it's just incredible what they've done. And and Alex McGoo is an all-USFL player, is the all-USFL quarterback. And their tight end, Jace Sternberger, is somehow all-USFL over Sage Surratt, which makes very little sense to me. And... They do have Scooby Wright back from injury, which is huge. Their receivers aren't exactly the best, but they have Adrian Hardy and Austin Watkins. And, you know, CJ Marable at running back. It's really unfortunate that both Scarborough didn't get to play. They have Darian. Davion Davis and Deion Kane. And so, Alex McGoo is just so good. CJ Marable's pretty good. I think the Stallions have a good game in them. And then the Breakers, on the other hand, they have probably the best receiving core in the league, or at least the best receiving duo they have um they have d anderson also playing but johnny dixon and jonathan adams just make an amazing duo and you know these two enemies going head to head and i think the stallions are going to come out on top i think they will win 28 to 20 and I think Alex McGoo will throw three touchdowns and CJ Marable will rush for one. Also, the Breakers have West Hills, which is good. But I think Jace Sternberger will catch a touchdown. And uh, Dion Kane will rush for a touchdown. Not rush, catch a touchdown. And. Because he's pretty good. I think he'll catch a touchdown from inside the five. The Breakers have Wes Hills and McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who I think leads the league in yards. Wes Hills is very good, and I think he'll rush for two touchdowns. Um, Actually, I think he'll rush for one touchdown. The Birmingham Stallions are getting better at the... Front seven, and of course, Scooby Wright's back, and he is just incredible. And so, I think he will rush for one touchdown, and I think 
that McLeod Bethel Thompson will throw one touchdown to either Johnny Dixon or Jonathan Adams. I think it will end up being a 28-27 to game for the Stallions going to their second straight championship. Well, that is it for this episode of Penalty on the Podcast or Overtime. Again, it's not gambling advice. And this podcast is not currently sponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, my email is in the description. If you would like to contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube and Spotify and RSS Community and Google Podcasts. The links to all those will be in the description. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. It helps the channel grow. It costs nothing. It takes about a second, and you can always undo it if you change your mind later. And don't forget to hit that bell or subscribe or follow or, or do whatever on whatever platform you're on to never miss an episode. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this installment of Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime, and you'll hear more of me next episode.